A reading from Deuteronomy. Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him the whole land, Gilead as far as Dan, and Naphtali, the land of Ephraim, and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the western sea. The Negev and the plain, that is, the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zoar. The Lord said to him, This is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. Then Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the valley in the land of Moab at the Lord's commandment. He was buried in a valley in the land of Moab, opposite Bethlehem. But no one knows his burial place to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His sight was unimpaired, and his vigor had not abated. The Israelites wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. Then the period of mourning for Moses was ended. Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. And the Israelites obeyed him, doing as the Lord had commanded Moses. Never since has there arisen a prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. He was unequaled for all the signs and wonders that the Lord sent him to perform in the land of Egypt, against Pharaoh and all the servants and his entire land, and for all the mighty deeds and all the terrifying displays of power that Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. The word of the Lord.
gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, asked him, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them this question. Who do you think of the Messiah? Whose son is he? They said to him, Son of David. He said to them, How is it then that David by the Spirit called him Lord? saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David thus calls the Lord, how can he be his son? No one was able to give him an answer. Nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah. 
was one of incredible faithfulness. In the midst of all of that journey in the wilderness, hunger and thirst and fear and betrayal, he's always interceding for God's people with God. And sometimes he's upset with God and sometimes he's upset with people. That's just life. But he stays present in whatever he's challenged to do and called to do, and he stays engaged with God. So now God says, it's over. You're going to die and return to your kin over here on this side. He lived a life of faithfulness in relationship with God. I like to think of him as God's best friend. I mean, he really did get to talk to God more than anybody else in the Bible. And as he's standing up there on the mountain, we can imagine that he knows what's going to happen next because he has blessed Joshua to be the next leader. Joshua will cross over and be the leader for the next part of Israel's adventure. So again, his death, and perhaps his disappointment, I don't know, we don't told that, but his death doesn't erase or negate the faithfulness of his life. So I think that's what this story is about. That's what it's about for us. Our lives are to be lived in the now, in the present. That's what it means to be faithful. When Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. In those words, those ancient words which come from the Hebrew scriptures, he's telling them and telling us to be present. Because loving with our whole heart and soul and mind isn't a theoretical exercise. He needs for us to be engaged in the here and now as we love God and love each other. The way to be to live a faithful life is to live our lives, in all the messiness and pain and joy and wonder that is presented, and to do it in touch with God, through prayer, through worship, through singing, through serving. Again, Moses shows us what that looks like. He yelled at God, he sang praises to God. Even wrote songs to God. Earlier in Deuteronomy, we're told that God says to him, Teach that song to those people because they keep forgetting who I am and who they are. And so if you read, it's a section in Deuteronomy that we never read in the lectionary. But basically, as we all know, we can remember things better if they're set to music. So, long song, the whole story, and God says to Moses, Teach it to them. So Moses did all of it for his flock. Even when he was frustrated with them, he loved them and cared for them. He was engaged and present and faithful to what God had called him to do and who God had known him to be right from the beginning. So his death on this side of the promised land is a lot like ours. For we die here on this side of the promised land. But we, like Moses, are given a glimpse of what that other side looks like. As Christians, we know that we will live with Jesus in God's promised kingdom, where we will all cross over and be gathered in to home together. So in our community here at Trinity, what does it look like to be faithful people engaged in work and worship? I've only been here for a few weeks, but I've already seen the excitement of setting up for the fair. That wonderful tradition of bringing our community together with the fun of the stuff and then raising all that money to love our neighbors. 
In my office, I can hear when the choir rehearses. So I hear the songs of praise. I hear people practicing the organ in here, practicing the piano downstairs. I've watched the trays of food being loaded on Monday mornings to be driven downtown to serve the hungry. And so many other ways we are living a faithful life now. There's one other thing. I've been here for a few weeks. Whenever you arrive in the fall, you arrive in stewardship season. This is my first time being with you all for this time. Becky did such a beautiful job last week of talking about why. I'm not even going to attempt to go there. But my, my plea is you all know what to do. You've got the part. Just do it. Because it really, we have work to do. We have worship to do. We have neighbors to love and God to worship. Let's not spend all our time stewing about how we're going to get the money. And having me stand up here week after week after week saying, okay, this is how far we are. We've got to get to here. We've got to get to here. I just, I'll do it because we need it. And that's how we're going to work together. But what would it look like if everybody just went home after church today and sent in their pledge card? It would open up all this space for us to be present together and engage together in the work that God is calling us to do. Maybe so.
Bunny Center in Quincy, Asian American Ministries, and Trinity Church, Randolph. For the peace and unity of the Church of God. For White Hall, our presiding bishop, Alan and Gail, our bishops, Nancy and Becky, our priests, Mary Judy, our priests' associate, and for all bishops and other ministers. For the special needs and concerns of this congregation, today we pray for Sarah, William, Nancy, Phil, Anna, Van, Phil, Bernie, Noel, Claire, Joyce, Sarah, Susie, Ellie, and Catherine, Robert, Matthew, Amanda, Tom, Sarah, Yui, Edith, Joan, Kirsty, Aliona, Edie, those without jobs, those serving in the military, and all who work for peace. Are there others? Hear us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. We will exalt you, O God, our King. We pray for all who have died that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. We pray especially for the repose of the soul of Carolyn Hannes, dear friend of Lucy Rossborough, and Josephine Clendis Stead, other others. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon them. So, um... 
because they didn't have the right role models. So that when they are released from prison, they have more incentives to stay out of jail. This life-changing work is made possible by all of you. And in this building, with your open hearts, you are welcoming people like me and my family who walked through this door five years ago and all of the people who continue to walk through these doors. People who are yearning to deepen their connections with God and our neighbors. Thank you so much for your commitment to Trinity, our shared mission, and each other.
It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. For you are the source of light and life. You made us in your image and called us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore we praise you. Join our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
name of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts, that those with whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We who are many are one body, because we all share one Blessing of God Almighty.